The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight on Rams Showcase, the Rams, they got our hopes so high. Plus, the roster is shifting as we look towards the draft this weekend. And later, a peek around the rest of the league and what these other teams' moves mean for the Los Angeles Rams. Before we hop in, did want to let you uh, let you know, a little reminder, that uh, all your Rams Showcase content now going to be found at ramsshowcase.com. That's where the magic all happens. You can listen to the podcast right on the front page there, as well as wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can always find Rams Showcase. It is abundantly available. Also on ramshowcase.com, be sure to check out our merch. We have those t-shirts, and they are super awesome. Special shout-out to AJ helping me out uh, in that capacity with uh, Ram Showcase t-shirts. And that is, of course, where, where we will continue to put uh, the latest Ram Showcase content as uh, Ram Showcase enters its next era. Did want to let you know, um, as far as like the, the timing of these podcasts coming out and everything like that, I am still very much uh, battling a little bit of a mental block in my own head where I'm trying to nail down exactly what the heck I'm doing with my schedule and how... I want Ram Showcase to evolve. So uh, right now, I think I'm in a good spot where uh, these will be a little bit more more frequent as uh, we continue to develop and go into this uh, 2023 season. So let's go ahead and hop on into it. So uh, the Rams, they teased us with something this week, and they posted a photo of a mobile uh, a motorhome in front of SoFi Stadium. This led to so much speculation. I know myself, I dove into this probably too hard. I'll say that. I feel confident saying that, that I dove into it too hard. Uh, my initial thought, my immediate first thought upon seeing this photo was, oh, they're giving us the draft trailer tomorrow, which by the time this came out, it was the next day that the draft trailer was, uh, was, was coming out. But that was my very first thought was like, oh, we're getting a draft trailer. And then I opened Twitter. Twitter seemed to think that uh, uniforms were in store. And uh, it got to me. It got it 100% got in my head. And so I was like, you know what? This is going to be uniforms. I'm, I, this is, this is uniforms. Like, what am I talking about? Draft trailer. That's so much more boring than uniforms. Why would the Rams do that to us? Why would they know that we're waiting for something specifically and then tease us about not that thing that we all blatantly want so bad? So I started digging. I started looking into the C Cortez Motorhome Company. They started in the 60s. They ended in the 70s. This body type in particular was, was early 70s. So it's like, oh man, are we getting a blue and white throwback uniform for this season? I was losing my mind. But then I remembered, wait a second. There was Rams players posting photos of them with Brian Cranston 
at Rams practice. So Brian Cranston is out there. Motorhomes, oh, that's a, that's too easy of a connection. Look back at the motorhome, and no, that's not the Breaking Bad motorhome. That doesn't make any sense. It has to be uniforms. But what could they possibly be? We have to look at the 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 possibilities. Let's look at the color of the motorhome. It looked white and potentially bone colored on that motorhome as well. Could we get a bone incorporated white uniform? Could it be a, a bone and blue throwback style like the blue and whites? What could it possibly be? Turned out it was a minute and a half long draft trailer video, which, I mean, it was cool. It was a cool video, but when you are expecting that you might get new uniforms and instead you get a minute and a half long uh, draft trailer, um, that's just, it's pretty underwhelming. That's uh, simply put, it was, uh, it was quite the letdown as, as far as like, getting so excited about something and then it's just a it's just a video a minute and a half long video and credit where credit is due these videos are incredible and i would love to be on the team that helps make these videos but again when you thought we were getting uniforms like many rams fans did and instead we get a minute and a half long video to hype up the draft a draft where again i mean we'll talk about it here in a little bit but like and we don't pick till day two. I mean, and probably not going to pick at our first pick. Probably going to move back. It's like, why are we? Why are we trying to hype this draft? We know what this draft is. We know that this is a depth draft. Develop draft, develop and depth. That's the three Ds. That's what we're looking at in this class. So uh, I don't know. It was pretty underwhelming. It was awesome to see. Like I said, very well done. Very creative. Very cool. Awesome that Cheech popped in. Cool to see some of those fans that I've been like Facebook friends with and followed on Twitter so like that for years. It's like, that's awesome. That is awesome to see. But again, when we expected uniforms and instead got a minute and a half long video, that was quite the bag of bummers. Moving on. Because uh, we, we said, okay, actually, before we move on, I said we are still getting new uniforms. That is still a thing that's going to happen. But if I had to guess, if I had to throw it out right now, what I think is going to happen is that I think that post-draft pre-schedule release is when we get that draft. And I say pre-schedule release because I think, again, like what this team likes to do, what the, what the history of this Rams tells us and this era of the Rams tells us is that part of that schedule release, the Rams will also want to have a uniform schedule come out shortly after that. And they will want to be sure that that uniform schedule includes the new uniforms that they will release. So I think post-draft pre-schedule release, which we are expecting on or around May 11th, that is what we are being told right now, uh, that uh, we will get new uniforms. So I do think that we are essentially uh, uh, maybe a week out from uh, getting new uniforms. This, this is the 26th as date of recording. So we really could see these um, the week of May 1st. Um, Probably, I would guess before Cinco de Mayo, but but I don't know. Maybe it'll be maybe maybe we look at like the eighth or something like that, just before the uh, schedule releases. But I do think that that is something that the Rams would want to do is have that uniform out and ready and available so that they can put out the the uniform schedule like they've been doing uh, these past few years. So expect that. Expect that we are very very close to new uniforms. Um, but not quite there. We will talk about the Cardinals here in a second, by the way, and I do want to bash on their uniforms, so we will do that in just a second. First, I want to talk about two players uh, who are on quite literally opposite ends of the spectrum with Ernest Jones and Allen Robinson. So we'll start with Allen Robinson. Uh, the Rams are paying Allen Robinson um, a good chunk of money this year, uh, more than the Steelers are paying him, but again, it's not about 2023. Um, this move was made because of 2024, 
and opening up that cap space. Um, he had two more years on his deal. Well, the Steelers did some stuff with his contract, whatever, but uh, this was not a move to improve the 2023 Rams. This was a move to set up the 2024 Rams with more cap space and a roster availability uh, to, to be able to, to correctly adjust and move forward past the Allen Robinson very brief era that we, that we saw uh, with him chilling on the roster. I'm not saying tank. That makes no sense to me. NFL teams don't tank. I, I think that there's like an emotional level of tank, I guess, where you're like, well, we're probably not going to be good this year. So maybe temper expectations. But I think that that's all it is, is, is temper expectations. It's not tanking. I don't think that anybody on this roster is like, it's like, all right, they're not sitting in meetings. Like, all right, man, Caleb Williams is coming out next year and we want him. So everybody, <laughs> we need the number one overall pick. That's not what's happening here. If anything, if the Rams really do want to get to the number one overall pick, I think that no matter where they land in the first in the first round next year, because we do have a first round pick for the first time in what seems like forever, but we're, we're we'll be picking in the first round. Uh, maybe we'll see. I guess that is still not confirmed and guaranteed. But that then the Rams would make a trade to move up for the first overall pick instead, and then use this class to load up as many pieces as you can, depth on depth on depth. And then next year could be a potential move to move up to the number one pick. I don't think that the Rams will just fall into the number one pick. I don't think that that is a real thing that would happen for this team. Not when you have Ernest Jones, not when you have Aaron Donald, not when you have Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, uh, Cam Akers, Jordan Fuller. I, not when you have these guys on your team are you going to end with the number one overall pick. My money is full on the Arizona Cardinals to get the number one pick. I literally already have the bet in. <laughs> that is where my money sits. It is on the Arizona Cardinals to be picking number one overall next year. Maybe they get Caleb Williams. Who knows? That would kind of suck, and I know Rams fans would be over the edge. Uh, that would be the end of most Rams fans, or a good percentage of Rams fans, who would be so seething with anger that it would not be even comprehensible to most of us because they would, be, they would, they would go insane. And maybe that's you. <laughs> So Allen Robinson, though, back to Allen Robinson and uh, the fact that this does open up the space for next year, not this year. Um, Allen Robinson made some comments uh, about the Rams and his utilization uh, with the Rams. And I know that this is making some Rams fans mad. Don't let it make you mad. There's no reason to be mad about this um, because it doesn't matter anymore. He's gone. So, like, really, what does it matter? I vaguely remember and maybe maybe someone would remember better than me because that does happen of my comments of last year at some point in the season where I was talking about that Allen Robinson just wasn't getting open. So he he is saying that the Rams just did not utilize his skill sets appropriately, that he was just kind of not used in the right ways. But I remember very vividly that there was so many times where he just was getting absolutely no separation. Again, this doesn't really matter anymore. He's gone now, so it doesn't matter. Whatever side you choose to be on with that, whether the Rams used him wrong or he wasn't very good in our system, it is irrelevant, and also, okay, it is okay. We have 53 guys that we go into the season with. That is a lot of different skill sets. That is a lot of different personalities. That is a lot of different things going on, and sometimes with the way that Sean McVay and this team is working right now, some guys just aren't going to fit. Not every single player is going to be a fit in your scheme. That is just the way the NFL works. It just, it falls that way. Every team has players that that are good, but maybe they just don't work out. Maybe they just don't fit in with you. We've seen it so many times with this team that 
you know, we'll get rid of somebody and then they go be awesome somewhere else. Or we bring in somebody and they're awesome with us and they, and they weren't awesome somewhere else. And that's kind of where we were all hoping that Allen Robinson would be, considering that he's ultimately been like a high potential guy, but not necessarily the highest production of guys. We all thought, I say we, myself is very much included in that, that, that Allen Robinson would show up and be awesome for us. And it just, it just didn't really happen. So that's okay, though. It is okay, and this move right now, now that he's gone, Allen Robinson is now a Pittsburgh Steeler, and that's awesome. Congrats to him. Good luck to him. I have no negative emotions towards Allen Robinson. I just don't think that he fit in with the Rams, and he can say what he wants about the Rams not utilizing him properly, and maybe that is true to an extent, but also he was not getting open, and that's just simply put, he was just not getting open. There was a few flashes here and there, but there was a lot of times where it's like, man, these corners are sticky on Allen Robinson, man. Cooper Cup is out here busting up ankles. There's ankle guts all over the field when people are covering Cooper Cup, but when Allen Robinson is trying to shake people, they're just they're just sticky to him. So it just um that's I mean, from my perspective, but also whatever. I mean it does again, it does not matter anymore. He's now gone. But what does this mean for the 2023 Rams? Is that Van Jefferson seems to be the clear cut wide receiver too, unless we see some major changes, like a major trade like a DeAndre Hopkins or something like that. I don't anticipate that happening, so I fully expect that Van Jefferson will be wide receiver two behind Cooper Cup. Even if we get some sick wide receiver in the draft, keep in mind that under the Sean McVay era, with the way that the Rams do the draft right now, uh, we probably would still see Van Jefferson be wide receiver two, no matter how sick anybody else is uh, to coming in as far as like a rookie goes. Defense, defense is a different story this year. We'll probably see some rookie starters on defense. That is totally acceptable uh, considering the departures that we had. It makes total sense that we would see rookie starters on defense. I would be surprised if we saw any rookie starters on the offensive side of the ball uh, entering the 2023 season. So look for Van Jefferson, though. Uh, to be that guy. He was playing really, really well late season, and he's clear-cut better than guys like uh, the Scoplow, Ben Skoranek, and uh, the Tutu train, Tutu Atwell. So he's clear-cut above those guys. We'll see how they develop into this next season. Not necessarily the highest of expectations. I don't hate either of these guys. Tutu Atwell, I think kind of, I think he'll fall into just being a returner for the Rams. Skoranek, I think, is a decent three or four for uh, third or fourth option for the Rams. But ultimately, I don't think he's going to break into anything um, higher than that. He could. We never know. People can get better. People can also get worse, but like people can get better. Maybe he spent this offseason just absolutely busting his butt cheeks, and he's going to be incredible this year. His hands have been the main concern uh, for Skoranek. And the way that he positions his body when he's going up for the ball, uh, when he's in a jump ball situation, I have so little confidence that he's going to come down with it because of his, his body control and his hands. So maybe that's something he worked on, though. We'll see what happens uh, coming into this year. But I think Van Jefferson is in, in for a pretty sweet season. So Allen Robinson, though, gone, kind of bashing the Rams. Didn't use me right. I'm happy to be somewhere where I can uh, get some better production, stuff like that, which is awesome. Good luck to you, man. But on the hard opposite side of that, we have Ernest Jones. And I just want to talk about Ernest Jones because if there is anybody on this Rams roster entering 2023 who's in position to have an absolute breakout of a season— it is 100% Ernest Jones. You can't convince me otherwise. I'm sure there's other guys that could be in that conversation, but if you want money on a guy who is going to have just from from one year to the next or just a, the sickest season by far of his career, you got to be putting your money on Ernest Jones. It makes total sense. If you have not yet seen his press conferences, watch those and you'll be 
super hyped. I don't know how anybody sees Ernest Jones talk and then just like you leave that being like, yeah, we're probably we're going we're gonna have number one pick because Ernest Jones alone, I don't think is gonna be is gonna let that happen. And you put him behind Aaron Donald and on the other side, Cup Stafford. If those guys can stay healthy together, keep in mind we went through four starting quarterbacks last year. Three of our top four wide receivers went out in an absolute just carousel at uh, or like turnstile at the at the at the offensive line spots where just every single week it seemed like new new people coming in. So I don't know if we can just get some health there. I feel like this is by far not a number one overall team, but. Uh, Ernest Jones, I mean, I don't think Ernest Jones gives gives a crap if uh, the Rams can pull off uh, getting Caleb Williams next year. I would be so stunned if that was in his brain at all, in any capacity, if Ernest Jones was even considering the the fact that Caleb Williams could maybe be a Ram next year, which I really just don't think is happening. I think that Rams fans are so locked in on getting Caleb Williams that anything different will be a disappointment, and I just don't think that we get Caleb Williams. I think that he goes somewhere else, and it's, that's that. If he comes here, awesome, and I hope he does awesome. But I, I just don't, I don't think it happens. That is simply put, I just don't think that it, it, it falls that way. Uh, but Ernest Jones, hard opposite as a, as a Allen Robinson. I think he is ready this year. I think he is, is in a good position to get the C on his jersey this year as well. Um, I kind of feel like it's between him and Fuller. It makes total sense that it's between him and Fuller, really. But um, I do anticipate that him, his positioning uh, in the defense, being that inside linebacker. It very well could be Ernest Jones, and I don't think that that's a shot at Jordan Fuller because Jordan Fuller is clearly a leader of this team as well. Um, but uh, just that being that inside linebacker, uh, now Ernest Jones, I think, will be able to pull off that captain patch and do a very good job at it. I'm excited to see what he does with the captain patch. And I think that ultimately, too, in like maybe five, six, seven, ten years, we're going to be looking back at the Bobby Wagner impact, and it's not going to be Bobby Wagner had... I mean, it's kind of <laughs> Bobby Wagner had one of the better seasons for a Rams linebacker of all time. Um, that is going to be something we kind of talk about. But I think ultimately the the big impact of Bobby Wagner, considering that was also in a five win season for the team, is going to be what he was able to do for Ernest Jones and the leadership and the skill set and the brain capacity and everything that he was able to pass along the preparation techniques and all that stuff that he was able to pass along to Ernest Jones. I think is ultimately going to be exactly where we see that big, like that big, just leap of, uh, of, of the Bobby Wagner impact on this team is just those, those leadership qualities that he's able to pass along to guys like Ernest Jones. Moving on here. I uh, want to talk about the Arizona Cardinals briefly. Um, their, their uniforms released. And I got to say as a rival fan, uh, for the like uh, the Cardinals being one of my team's rivals, I think that this is the funniest thing that's happened in so long is these uniforms. They are the most boring uniforms that I've ever seen, I think, in the NFL. They went from the most outdated uniforms to easily the most boring uniforms. They 100% look like Utah. They absolutely look like Ohio State. They just are the most dull, boring things I've ever seen. And it made me a little bit nervous to see the Rams' new uniforms, but then I had to remember, oh yeah, the Rams are just way cooler than the Arizona Cardinals on just about every front. If you can give me one thing, from not a Cardinals fan perspective, obviously, but if you can tell me one thing from just like the outsider's perspective of one thing that the Cardinals do that is way cooler than the Rams, I am all ears. I am 100% open to it because I don't think it actually exists. The Cardinals want to be the Rams so bad. 
They even built their, they tried to build their team like the Rams did. They bring in J.J. Watt. They bring in DeAndre Hopkins. They've got all this stuff going on. They're bringing in free agents like crazy, and they're still just an absolute bummer. So um, the, the, the uniform thing also, um, I think I've said it here multiple times, is the fact that um, I also do not like this, the, the look of having the same color jersey as pants, and that's all they did. And they did it three times for each. Like they, they did their release and they, they bring the players out. And all players wore the same color jersey and pants. Like not even a mix-up at all of like a red jersey, black pants. Black jersey, white pants. Nothing. No mix-ups at all. Why did you have nine players come out? They're all wearing the same thing. Why did you do that? It doesn't make any sense to me either way. But that's also part of just me liking the Cardinals doing something lame. Speaking of the Cardinals doing something lame... Um, I know that um, that that Payo time is going to talk about this this week on his Rams Wednesday um, YouTube thing, but um, that I don't do don't mean that disrespectfully at all. <laughs> it's like called Rams Wednesdays, but it's on, and it's on YouTube and it's a thing. So, um, but uh, the fact like the Cardinals even the Rams posted a thing with Aaron Donald and it was like just a kid from Pitt who happened who ended up being one of the greatest to ever do it. Aaron Donald still plays in the NFL, and obviously that's like a thing that like we were kind of just hyping draft stuff, and it's like, oh, check this out, Aaron Donald, you know. And then like a day or two later, the Cardinals did the same thing, but with Larry Fitzgerald, who doesn't play anymore, you couldn't find any player on your team to hype up. They even used our caption. They said like just a kid from Pitt who, ha- who ended up being one of the greatest to ever do it. Larry Fitzgerald's gone, bro. Like what is- that doesn't help you this year. Like at least Aaron Donald's still around. And you couldn't figure out anybody to do this with? Anybody else? I guess it makes sense. They don't have anybody on their roster who's the greatest of all time to do it. So there's that part. Also wanted to throw in uh, uh, Kime here, Steve Kime. He made a comment. Um, well, because Bosa made a comment. One of the Bosas. I get them confused because I hate that family so much, actually. But uh, they're just a bunch of bummers. But um, the the one with the Niners, whatever his... It, I think it's Nick. But he... um. He said something about that uh, he told the Cardinals that if they draft Kyler Murray, they're going to regret it or something like that. And then Kime, his response to that was very interesting, especially the timing of his response to that, because he said that Kyler Murray got him ex- an extension. If he would have taken Bosa, he probably would have gotten fired. This is a comment from a guy who literally just got fired. So I am so confused by it. So. I mean, I guess so taking Kyler Murray did get him an extension. So that's that's fair. That got that got him paid. But then you paid Kyler and then you say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill got fired so i don't know why that would be anything to be proud of or happy about or to try to defend yourself in any capacity because that makes zero sense it, I, I know bosa hasn't been paid yet but he's also extremely talented as much as of a, of a diva as that entire family is um i mean they they are they are talented they are very athletic people but you got fired bro like what how is that something you're hanging your hat on? Like, well, if I would have drafted that guy, I would have been fired. 
well, that guy's actually pretty good at football. Your quarterback is not, and you also paid him, and then you got fired. What? And, okay, I'm, I'll am i be honest here. I'm trying to talk this through. I'm trying to talk it out here and see if it makes sense to me. It still does not. <laughs> it still makes zero sense that Steve Kime is like, well, that would have gotten me fired. Dude, you did get fired, though. What are, you, what are you talking about? It makes absolutely no sense. So that was my little rant on the Arizona Cardinals and how lame they are. And it's hilarious to me uh, that the Cardinals basically seem like such just a weird weird franchise. I, my money is 100% on them getting the number one overall pick this next year. I think it's going to be bad. They've got also their coach. This guy is such a dweeb. I, um, you guys, like, I don't know if you saw the 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 jersey release thing. I did watch it. Um, I was just at work, so I was just chilling and stuff like that, so I just put it on. And then he was trying to do something. He was trying to pantomime something, and then his, his jacket got stuck in the chair for like 15 minutes. He was like trying to get his jacket unstuck from this chair and nobody helps him which i think is so funny and yeah he's just an absolute dork he gives you the the most generic responses of all time to anything that you ask him he gives you just that coach answer that like if you typed in like if you told chat gpt it's like you're a you're an nfl head coach answer this question (laughs) those are the answers that you get like he's just the most normal normal person i've ever seen get a head coaching job so this could go down as one of the worst off-seasons for any team in NFL history. I do believe that. Enough about the Arizona Cardinals. Those guys are bummers, and uh, I'm excited to play them this year again. Uh, see if uh, Sean McVay can keep that, uh, that streak alive of just absolutely beating them up, which is cool stuff. Moving on to the NFL draft. It is uh, this weekend. Uh, as date of recording, it is draft eve. So we get the first round tomorrow. That doesn't mean anything to us. First round is draft eve to Rams fans. So we'll see what happens. What to expect from this draft, though. I'm not going to give you a mock draft. That's not what Ram Showcase is about. Um, We're also not going to just give a bunch of names of guys that I desperately want. There are guys that I like in this draft, but um, if we don't get them, that's fine. I'm just excited for whoever does come in. Whoever ends up being a Ram by the end of this weekend, I hope that they do well. I don't care who that is. I just hope that whoever it is, they do well this year. That's all. But the Rams do enter the draft with 11 picks. That is tied for the second most in the NFL. Uh, Reportedly trying to stockpile as many top 150s as possible. Right now just sitting with the 2, 36, and 69. So we'll see where the Rams uh, do end up. We don't have any fourth round picks at the moment. I do anticipate this team picking in the fourth round, though. I think we'll do some moving. A little bit of shaking as well. So, uh, like I said, uh, the Rams do currently pick at 36. I don't think that that will stand. I think that the Rams will move back and uh, add picks. So currently, like I said, entering with 11. I think that ultimately, though, this team will add 14 or 15 drafted rookies. And then I think we'll hit the UDFAs pretty hard and bring in some uh, some lower, uh, lower level veterans as well to fill out this roster. Because we are enter- entering this, this draft with literally half of a football team right now we have 45 players on this roster which i mean for a game day is fine but when you enter camp and preseason you're at 90 so uh literally half of a team right now i expect more than 11 guys to be added throughout this draft process obviously if you include the udfas 100 percent, there's going to be more than 11 guys added uh, to this team by this weekend so we can talk about all we want to about like there's the rams have the fewest players in the NFL, but it's also, I mean, it's, it's April. We don't play any games in April, so that's okay. It doesn't really matter at this time. If we, if we go into week one and there's only 45 guys on this team, 
yeah, that we have so many conversations that we need to have about how this team is has built up. But that is not the case. It's April. We have months until we play a game. You know, camp is like we're just now getting the first offseason programs and stuff like that. We're gonna be it's gonna be okay. It's going to be okay. I promise you that much. Uh, so as far as uh, what we're looking at in this draft, um, obviously we're going to be looking at, at adding just depth, look at defense a lot. Um, I don't know if the Rams will go pretty like at all heavy on offense. I think that there will be offensive players taken, although it would not blow my mind off to see a fully defensive draft, just simply because of the way that the roster looks right now. The Rams do need defense. I expect the Rams to hit the defense heavy. We only have four corners on our team. I anticipate that that will be added to. We definitely need edge rushers to uh, kind of just, if, if for nothing else, get a rotation going as far as the edge rushers go, uh, get those guys some time in. I think that Daniel Hardy is in a good position to to have a good year, but we'll kind of see what happens. And, and, and also, again, who gets added. If the Rams do go offense, uh, which, again, I don't think that the Rams are going to go fully defense. It wouldn't stun me, but I don't think that that actually happens. I do think the Rams will hit offensive line at some point, um, although I think it's for depth. I think that the Rams starting five in week one, I think that those guys are already on the roster pre-draft. Also, take a look at backup quarterback. Um, I think that this is extremely likely, and I would look at a fourth or fifth round pick uh, for the Rams to go for the quarterback position to get a QB2 on this roster, as of course Matthew Stafford, the only quarterback uh, that is sitting here right now. Uh, keep your eyes on Aiden O'Connell from Purdue, as well as Clayton Toon out of Houston. I think both of those guys, clear interest from, from the Rams when it comes to both of those guys. Uh, but I would expect that uh, either Toon or O'Connell will be the Rams QB2 uh, coming in uh, to this season. Unless something crazy happens, we go like a hooker or something like that, uh, which I don't think it would happen. I don't think the Rams would go that high. I think that the Rams are going to be looking uh, closer to the like the mid-late area of the draft uh, to go with that special teams uh, this is a difficult one because of course the Rams do not have a kicker or punter right now um, but again with the the needs that this team has throughout the roster I would be surprised and a little bit let down if the Rams did choose a kicker or punter in the draft I think that this will be hit post draft with a UDFA uh, or uh, a peek into free agency after the draft actually happens and then these guys will be working with chase blackburn which is really exciting uh, it's gonna be an entirely new special teams unit um and i'm i'm kind of excited about it it sucks to lose guys like i like riley dixon he didn't have the greatest year but i liked him uh matt gay who was unbelievable for the rams and i think was under well maybe not underrated because i think everybody kind of knew that he was awesome and especially that little that little mess of kickers that we had between uh Zorline and and matt gay with like Liram Haralahu and uh, Sam Sloman. Um, there was somebody else in there as well. So it was just kind of a little bit of a mess in there. Um, but I, I think that the, the Rams, obviously, obviously it's going to be different this year. So we'll see if it takes uh, that much time again, or if we have to go through that many guys again uh, until we hit another Matt Gay, our next Greg Zuerlein or whatever. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And then uh, the running back position, I, I think that the Rams could hit this as well. Um, it makes sense that the Rams would hit the running back position. I am fully on board with the take a running back every draft just in case. Because you're not going to pay running backs. There's no reason to pay running backs. The Cowboys and the Rams already ruined that for everybody. And nobody is going to ever pay a running back again, I think, unless something dramatic happens with the way that the game is just played. Because it's a very passing league right now. 
Running backs are everywhere. Even the Rams right now have Cam Akers and Kyron Williams, who are very good backs. We'll see about Kyron Williams. Um, obviously, we all are excited and hopeful, and, and he's definitely got skills. Um, but, you know, who knows? Uh, who knows how his career is going to unfold? Maybe, maybe it doesn't pan out. Maybe he's awesome. Maybe he's the next uh, big thing. But we'll kind of see how it goes. I am 100%, though, on board. Just take a running back every year. You never know what's going to hit, who's going to hit. Um, so just, just go ahead and keep on grabbing one every, every year, just grab a running back. That's just, uh, I think it's a good draft strategy. So there, there you go with the draft. Um, I know that with like the, the pre-draft coverage Ram showcase, we definitely slack there. Um, I don't get excited about the NFL draft as far as if you look at the entire NFL calendar draft time is the time that I get the least excited about. Honestly, um, it's because, I mean, we'll see 11 guys minimum, uh, join the Rams right now. And uh, we'll be stoked and lucky if three of those are actually true contributors to this team long term. That's why I don't get that excited because it's so difficult for me to 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 know and understand that about twenty percent of your draft picks are even going to be decently relevant. So it's just a hard thing for me to get excited about. I get way more excited about free agency. I get way more excited about preseason to see how these guys are kind of developing into their own and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, pre-draft stuff is, I know that we lack here, um, but I'm also, honestly, I'm okay with that. Uh, as bad as that might sound, I'm, I'm absolutely okay with that. We will talk about these guys um, post-draft though, uh, this weekend once, uh, hopefully I get some time this weekend uh, to kind of do some research and get it, get some things in order and go over where I think that these, these new additions to the Rams roster, where they fit into this team uh, this season and beyond. Moving on, moving on to uh, the rest of the league and uh, some moves that have happened, some things that are kind of happening right now and how that does impact the Rams. So we did see officially Aaron Rodgers is now a New York Jet rocking the number eight like he did at Cal. And uh, yeah, he's he's off. Um, this is kind of an interesting uh, situation. We got a future Hall of Famer just traded, so it is pretty big news. I'm a little surprised that the Jets finally gave in and uh, pretty much gave the Packers what they wanted. I know it's really just one extra first round pick um because uh, the, of the swap of first round picks for this year i really would i'm so curious in, as to what went into the mindset for the jets of um of making that that next first round pick for next year um a conditional pick based on percentage of playing time i thought that that was really interesting um, considering that Aaron Rodgers last year just didn't look as good. He, he looked a little slower. His arm wasn't as strong. Uh, his decision-making had definitely felt like it took a step back. Um, so who knows? He's a, he's a person who is definitely fueled by revenge, so maybe he comes in and does an awesome job this season. But I definitely would have gone by stats on that. I would have gone by um, probably passing yards or passing touchdowns as far as the conditional pick goes, um, simply because of his age. Um, so playing time, that was an interesting uh, decision for me. 65% too, which seems really low. It just feels like that's going to happen, and the Jets, or the Packers are going to get a first-round pick next year. So very curious to see um, that part of the negotiation process and how that kind of was settled because, again, I would have gone with statistics simply because you bring in a guy to a brand-new team. Of course, he's got Nathaniel Hackett and Alan Lazard, so there's some familiarity there. But there's no guarantees that the Jets are going to be worth a damn this year. So, I don't know. I, I would have gone stats on that, uh, not playing time. It just feels like the, the playing time is going to be hit. So, 
Very curious to see that, but uh, ultimately, hey, it's the Jets' problem. It's not our problem. The Jets are going to do Jets things, and I feel like this move is one of those, honestly. You get Aaron Rodgers at the very tail end of his career, and I, again, he just wasn't looking that good last year, so maybe maybe I'm being a jerk, but um, either way. Um, also, that does leave, though, that uh, if you take a, a, a gander at the NFC starting quarterbacks, there is only one guy who has a Super Bowl ring, and that is the L.A. Rams' Matthew Stafford, only NFC starting quarterback who has a Super Bowl ring, which is uh, pretty exciting stuff, actually. I mean, he's kind of like sitting there as king right now. Some people are saying that Matthew Stafford is the best quarterback in the NFC. And while I think that that is a legitimate conversation, I personally would go with Jalen Hurts, although I think it is close. I think that Matthew Stafford is right there for sure. Um, and simply that is because of age and injury history. I think if if you cut every starting NFC quarterback right now and we were allowed to just take our pick, we say we had the first pick at ours, I mean, who are you picking? Are you going Matthew Stafford? Because I'm going Hurts right now, man. That's, um, that's, I mean, I feel like that's kind of easy. I know some people would maybe go with like um, maybe a Dak. Um, I'm trying to think of even all the other quarterbacks. I know some people would go Cousins. Uh, I know at least one person goes Purdy, which I don't like <laughs> at all because screw the 49ers. But um, I would, I would, I would go Hurts myself. But I think Matthew Stafford is definitely a reasonable selection uh, there as well. But what does this whole move mean for the Rams? Well, I mean, simply put, not a whole lot. Um, Aaron Rodgers being part of the Packers doesn't really being part of the Packers or not a part of the Packers doesn't really impact the Rams very much. Although the Rams do play in Green Bay this year, and we can make up that storyline that that is actually a big impact. Some places have already done that, but uh, we can go and make that up um, and say that we get to play in Lambeau in the first year of the Love era, which is pretty interesting. We'll get to see exactly firsthand what this next era will look like for the Packers, but as far as the Rams' perspective, pretty low impact um, uh, move by both both of these teams. Although, some publications will make you think it really matters to us. Next up, Washington. They don't pick up the fifth-year option for Chase Young, and this has led to a swirl of rumors about uh, him potentially being traded this offseason. I don't know if he gets traded this offseason. It would make sense that maybe he could, especially come draft day. Um, that could definitely be a thing that happens. I don't think that that happens. I think that he does end his year in Washington this year, but it makes sense also that um, the team, the the Washington team, the way that they are set up right now um, in their situation, it makes sense that they don't want any long-term big financial commitments to any of these players because they're going through a sale right now. They're also going to need a new stadium. They potentially will have to rebrand. Well, not have to, but could rebrand as well. There's just a lot of different things going on there. They also, for for no reason at all, was... The, it, sold for the most or about to sell for the most than any NFL team ever has, which is absurd to me because last year the Broncos sold for a certain amount and that's actually like um, a competent franchise. And then you get Washington selling for way more than that. Doesn't make any sense to me. There's no way that inflation went that fast in just one season of the Rams or um, in the NFL. And also, you need a new stadium, and also, you need to just, like, shed that Dan Snyder stink off of you. That's tough, man. I don't know if I would have been uh, down to pay that much money for the Washington Commanders. That just seems so absurd to me. And, now, honestly, it's a little bit funny, but that's irrelevant. We're talking about Chase Young here. 
um, and uh, his potential and, and what's going to happen. So, like I said, the trade rumors have started swirling. Of course, Rams fans all over it. Um, it would make total sense that you can bring him in now because this is going to be fourth year and it's still cheap. And then next year, the Rams have just a buttload of cap space. So that is an option uh, that they would be able to pay him uh, next year. What I think is more realistic for the Rams in our perspective, if we were to get Chase Young, is to not trade for him this year. We really need to maintain our assets, especially at this point of the offseason where we're right before the draft. We really need to maintain as many assets as we can. Uh, and then next year, it would make sense that if he does play this year for Washington, becomes a free agent, then we make a move and then just go ahead and sign him as a free agent. Then you don't don't have to lose assets and you just get to put him on your contract uh, right away. So we will see how that unfolds. Um, if if the Rams did make a move, I would definitely not be opposed to it. I just don't think it's something something that would happen. And we'll go ahead and wrap up on uh, this news here because uh, some new stadiums popping in. Uh, Titans did make major progress on a new stadium. They receive a uh, $760 million in bonds from the city of Nashville uh, to, to get their stadium uh, going. So uh, multiple new stadiums on the way. The Rams and the way that the Rams built SoFi, uh, it is having a major impact on these lots and how they come together because the stadium location is no longer just a location for your stadium. It is a... It is a hub. It is an entertainment hub. So we saw the Rams do this with, of course, just in SoFi Stadium. You get like, um, you you get like the the YouTube amphitheater. You got the NFL Network studio, stuff like that. But then also shops, restaurants, stuff like that. Um, and that is something that I think the Rams kind of, uh, well, I don't want to say they stole that from the Patriots, but the Patriots were kind of the pioneers of that setting of your stadium and having stores and restaurants and and stuff like that on site. Uh, and the Rams definitely did that, and I think that other teams are are participating in that as well. Nashville makes total sense for a city like Nashville to have a place also to do that, and maybe like a small music venue, stuff like that, which would be really cool to see. Uh, but uh, the Rams absolutely having an impact on how these things are unfolding. Um, we get a few new stadiums. I know that the Bears are getting, uh, they'll be getting something new soon. Uh, the Buffalo Bills will be getting something new soon. Obviously, the Titans just got approval. Um, I'm not sure who else is really in line right now for a new stadium. There are conversations in Denver. Um, those, those really haven't made national news yet. Uh, but within the, the state of Colorado, we are hearing conversations that um, potential new stadium for the Broncos in the not super far out future, especially with the, the new ownership group that they have, who just has dollar bills coming from everywhere, which is absolute craziness. So. Uh, we'll see what happens um, with uh, these new stadiums popping in, but uh, you can thank the L.A. Rams for uh, basically ruining the expectations of every uh, other city and what they want when the new stadium pops in. <laughs> You're welcome, rest of the NFL fans, because now you get a sick lot. Not just a stadium, not just a stadium location. It's, just, it's, a, it's a whole experience, which is awesome stuff. Um, that is going to go ahead and do it. We'll wrap up uh, on that. Again, make sure you check out ramshowcase.com. That's where the action is uh, is happening. Um, again, kind of getting out of my own head and, um, and, and my own mental barriers. And more content definitely on the way. Uh, scheduled content more on the way. And um, different segments that we will put just up there. That is on the way. Um, again, I was just kind of... I guess just got to get out of my own head about certain things um, and, and really get to let this next era begin um because we've been uh it's been a too slow of a process i do have a lot of things going on right now that i'm working on uh, that i'm not allowed to talk about but 
I, I am excited for what's going on, but I definitely want to give the proper attention to Ram Showcase that it deserves. I mean, we just passed our seventh birthday of Ram Showcase, and I don't feel like I'm doing it enough justice. Uh, so that is changing. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Um, but that is, um, yeah, again, RamShowcase.com. Check it out. Ram Showcase can be heard wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, take it with you wherever you go. And uh, videos will be back um, that will go just directly to the website. Working on some stuff right now, uh, which I'm excited about. So it could be fun. Um, it, obviously, socials is where that's going to be. Uh, the information will is where you can keep up with that. Um, so at Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bag. Follow it up. It's going to be some good stuff. That is going to do it for me, though. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Sided Network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening, and go Rams!